0: I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Josh, and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day. TriStar Pictures put out this action sequel in 1991. It's rated R and has a runtime of two hours and 16 minutes. Some other movies TriStar put out around this time were Look Who's Talking To and Bingo.
1: Girls, what would you say this movie is about? It's about a robot who is protecting a kid. Yeah, it is about that. Amelia, you want to add anything?
0: It's about a bad guy who wants him because he's because when he grows up, he's going to make a club to
1: break the robots. <laughs> That's perfect. This movie is about a ten-year-old boy named John Connor who, in the future, will lead an army that will defeat evil robots. So the robots send a Terminator back in time to take him out, but he also sends a Terminator back to save himself.
0: Some familiar faces and voices in this movie, the Terminator T-800 is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin, Howard Langston in Jingle All the Way, Jack Slater in Last Action Hero, and Detective John Kimball in Kindergarten Cop. Sarah Connor is played by Linda Hamilton. She plays Rachel Wando in Dante's Peak and Catherine Chandler in the 1987 Beauty and the Beast series. John Connor is played by Edward Furlong, and this was his very first movie. He plays Troy in Heart of a Champion, which actually came out last year, 2023, and this was his first ever kids movie. However, parents will remember him most as Hawk from Detroit Rock City and Danny Vineyard from American History X. The T-1000 is played by Robert Patrick. He is Jack Aarons in The Bridge to Terabithia, and he reprised his role of the T-1000 for Wayne's World and Last Action Hero.
1: Yes, he did. The director of this movie is James Cameron. He made a few small-budget movies like Aliens, The Abyss, Avatar, and in my opinion, the best action movie ever made, True Lies. And then I didn't mean to forget the biggest film he's ever made, and one of the biggest movies ever, Titanic. We actually watched this movie on New Year's Eve with the girls, but decided not to cover it. However, I thought we'd do a quick thumb rating for our listeners. This movie is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with 88%, which is a thumbs up. Audiences give it a 69%, which is a thumbs middle. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, what do you give Titanic? A thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down?
0: Thumbs down. Thumbs
1: down. Oh my gosh, Amelia.
0: Can I ask why? Because it's really scary. It it is scary. It is scary. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll I'll accept that. Amelia, what about you? Thumbs down. And why is it a thumbs down for you? Because it's scary too. It is. It's something that is real that happened which i think is what got to our girls the most yeah. when they started asking questions about it to we, us. Go, we
1: go on cruises so. yeah
0: we go on cruises and when they were like oh what's happening to them oh it was bad
1: how about you mommy what do
0: you give that movie thumbs up that movie stands the test of time a hundred percent
1: absolutely it's for sure a thumbs up movie
0: all right but back to this movie so mommy do
1: you remember what age you were the first time you saw this movie and do you remember liking it
0: I don't remember exactly what age I was when I saw this movie for the first time. I know I was under the age of 10. Did I like it? Uh, I didn't mind it. I watched it with my dad because, of course, he's a big action movie fan. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not like I was like, oh, we need to go out and buy all the Terminator toys. It was just kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool to watch. What about you?
1: I want to say I saw this movie right around the age of three or four, somewhere in that age. And I did have all the toys. I played with them all the time. I was a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. I grew up on Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, Total Recall, Running Man.
0: Kindergarten Cop was my favorite as a kid. Yeah, that was a great
1: movie. Just Arnold all around, I remember liking. So I loved this movie as a kid.
0: So there are now six movies in this franchise, which blows my mind. I didn't think there were that many. (laughs) Um, You have seen them all multiple times now. And a while back, we rewatched all of them again. What brings you back to Terminator? Do you think all six of these movies are good? Is there good and bad? What are your Mm -hmm. thoughts?
1: I think that the first two are wonderful, but you don't really need to watch any of them after the second one, after this one. It's time travel for me. I love time travel. It's my bread and butter. I love those types of movies. And then it's action. And then, like I said, I grew up with Arnold, so I just love these movies.
0: And I know we had discussed this, that this movie is kind of the first of its time dealing with time travel, because the first Terminator came out right before Back to the Future. So technically, Terminator got there first.
1: Yeah. They were two different things. Like, you know, Back to the Future is a comedy, and they're dealing with, oh man, we messed something up. We got to put it back together. This is dealing with, you're going to be something, and we're going to stop you before you become that something.
0: Yes. Big moves into the scientific community in the 80s here. (laughs) 80s and 90s. (laughs)
1: So this is a sequel, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, why are they starting with Terminator 2? And it's because I watched Terminator 2 first when I was younger. Uh, did you watch Terminator 2, or would you watch the first one, you know?
0: Honestly, I think it was all together. I feel like it was one of those like marathons where they were playing both movies okay. on there, so I feel like I watched them both right around the same time.
1: I saw Terminator 2 first, but you know, there's a ton of movies. Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back, Paddington 2, Lord of the Rings 2 Towers, and you know, Toy Story 2 all considered better than the first film. What is your favorite sequel?
0: I know you listed some great ones, and of the ones you listed, I think I'd go Toy Story 2, but the other one that's coming fresh in my mind, because we just watched it, Princess Diaries 2, man, The Royal Engagement. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a good movie, okay? we did. We
1: did watch <laughs> that after we covered the first movie, and I was like, wow, this movie's awesome. So that is a good pull. That is a very good pull. What about you? Terminator 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> it is the best sequel ever. Hands down, best sequel ever.
0: That's a strong statement, but I think a lot of people agree with that. So let's talk some of the
1: positives of this movie. So John Connor, played by Edward Furlong, you had stated earlier. I watched this movie as a kid, like I had said, and I think that I was introduced to this movie first because I could relate to a kid. It's easier to watch a movie with a kid in it. Even though I did really like Arnold Schwarzenegger, this movie was fun to me because I'm watching this kid be a renegade, you know he's cursing, he's loading weapons, he's helping out the Terminator. So it was cool at the time. How did you feel about John Connor? Did you like John Connor? Do you think that he was a bad actor, so it kind of took you out of the story?
0: No, I don't think he was a bad actor. I think he did a good job just for being a kid, because he was. He was a kid. Yeah. His personality makes perfect sense for the life he's had. He's been on a crazy path with his mom, not having a father figure in his life. Like You expect him to be kind of a a renegade, like you had said.
1: Yeah, because he had stated that his mom always told him that he was going to be this future leader and she needs to prepare him to be that future leader. So she was always teaching him how to use weapons and how to strategize and stuff like that. So, yeah, he had a weird childhood. But I think he was a very good character. I think he's a positive in this movie because he has multiple friendships of this movie that are very good.
0: Yes, there was a lot of good within John. Um Let's talk about his friend Tim first. <laughs> Amelia loved tim and john's friendship and he like you know especially when they're confronted in the arcade the galleria which i was like what is a galleria that's (laughs) an age thing guys we're 90 kids we didn't we thought they were always called arcades but at that point he's like i've never seen that kid when uh, the t1000 is looking for john and he totally has his back we found out some cool information about tim Um, He is played by Danny Cooksey, and anybody who is a 90s kid knows his voice without realizing they know his voice. Yeah. If you watched Hey Arnold, who is one of the most symbolic side characters?
1: And he only is in one episode, one single episode.
0: And who is that person, Maddie? Stoop Kid. Stoop Kid never leaves his (laughs) stoop. Um, He does do a lot of voiceover work in other movies, nothing that we're super familiar with, but this one came up and we were like, ah, it's Stoop Kid." Yeah, we had to mention it. Yeah, it was just a fun side thing, but absolutely adorable side comment about Amelia is this is where this movie really takes off. This is where both the T-800 and T-1000 come to find John and boom, we never see Tim again. And about an hour later into (laughs) this movie, amelia looks at me and was super concerned and she's like is that boy still in the arcade like is he <laughs> stuck at the mall who's gonna go back to pick him up how is he gonna get home so in amelia's mind she was like tim's a great friend but he's stuck yeah Who, is john gonna go back to pick his friend up And oh, it was it was it was awesome we all had a good laugh about that
1: it was very funny so one of the other friendships that john has is with the terminator himself And if you haven't seen this movie in a very long time, this movie has way more heart than you probably remember. Because even though I've seen this movie at least 15 to 20 times, I always forget how much heart this movie has. And it's so cool to see the friendship between John and the Terminator.
0: It is. And there's also a scene that even Sarah mentions out of all the men that has come into her life this machine set the highest bar as a father figure yeah. because he would never hurt John. He never yelled at him, scolded him, and he would give his life to protect him.
1: It's such a beautiful sentence and scene that she has with it. That.
0: It is. But then you we physically see this as an audience, like that part where they're driving in the car. And John is teaching him how to like, can you can you sound more human? Please? <laughs> yeah, And he's like, "I have some learning capabilities, basically. So yeah. John's teaching him how to talk, and he makes him promise not to kill people, which is drastically different from the t eight hundred we see in the first movie. Yeah, he uh, is a
1: terminator He is a terminator he's made to terminate,,
0: uh, but in this movie, he keeps that promise he does not kill a single person. Does he hurt a lot of people? Yes, but he always looks back at John and goes, they'll live and just keep, <laughs> you know he keeps going about his business. Because first things first, he needs to keep John safe. And if that means I have to at least hurt people, all right, I'll meet you in the middle.
1: Another one of the scenes that I really like between them that shows their friendship is when John's teaching him how to high five. And it's just such a heartfelt scene because he's like, oh, he pulls the two slow on him. And even the Terminator's face is like, what did you just do? (laughs)
0: It it goes back to show you that John is still a kid and his childhood is basically being robbed from him. But we're still having some of those moments.
1: Yeah. And the Terminator also asks him, like, what's wrong with your eyes when John's crying? And Mm -hmm. this is another teaching friendship moment that he learns at the end. And he says, I know now why you cry. Yes. And it's beautiful.
0: It is absolutely beautiful, and I feel like a lot of a lot of people that went in to watch this movie were probably like, "What is happening?" I thought I <laughs> thought I came in for some some manly fighting. Yeah. Now I'm like, "Don't yeah. go." What are Do you, you
1: doing to be James Cameron?
0: Don't go. I T800. Don't go.
1: <laughs> and then the last friendship we could talk about is between Sarah Connor and the T800. In the first movie, she's hunted by this same exact model, so she recognizes him as the villain when she first sees him, and it's a really cool scene. And then by the end of this movie, you see them shake hands. She has come to terms that this machine can be a friend. And it's wonderful. I love seeing them communicate and the trust that they earn between each other. It's just...
0: It gives a spark of hope for Sarah, too, that, okay, maybe this isn't all bad. If we can have some of these allies, maybe we have a chance to, in the future, turn this war that comes around.
1: Yes, And that boils down to a lot of the writing that we appreciate these friendships. You know, the story is just so tight. Sarah narrates the events from the first movie, which is kind of like a diary memoir thing that she's doing. Um, And John talks about his mom to his friend, you know, mentioning that she's in the hospital. Because in the first movie, we see that she just drives off into the sunlight. And you're like, where the heck is she at when this movie starts off? The story just moves and it's so good and you get some story and then you get a bunch of action. Then you get story and action, story and action. I just think it's well paced and I appreciate that. And I think that's a positive.
0: It does a really good job at connecting all the dots for you. You, you know, exactly where the last movie left off, where this one's picking up and they, they do, they do a really good job at making sure the audience knows exactly what is going on.
1: Yes. And then now to contradict myself with a negative, I said, the story's tight and it is tight. However, there are some parts that might drag for everyone's littles, specifically the parts where Sarah's in the hospital. She talks a bit about the future and what's going to happen, and while she's not using complicated words, if you didn't see the first movie, I can see people not being interested in her character at all. So you're kind of going to tune out some of these scenes, and the littles are definitely going to do that.
0: Well, yes, because at that point, you don't understand what an insane asylum is. You don't understand therapy. You don't understand any of these things. So it's all going to go over their heads. And they're like, what is this woman just like thrashing and screaming on TV for? Yeah, it it is. It takes them out of it a little bit.
1: I know as a kid, I would watch these scenes, but not watch these scenes. I would just play with my toys while these were going on, and then wait for the cool stuff to happen.
0: Let's also talk about some of the graphic scenes. So, yes, we did show our girls Kingsman, which has quite a few graphic scenes, but they're played off a little more lighthearted and they're very quick. It doesn't really linger. Yeah. I'll go into a little bit more detail and parental guidance with these scenes, but the girls mentioned that they were scary. Do we think these scenes were necessary?
1: I think that all the scary scenes and all the graphic scenes are done by the T-1000, And I think to make him as scary as he is or as scary as James Cameron is trying to portray him, these scenes kind of are necessary.
0: I agree with that. It is because you need to emphasize that the T-800 can do this, but the T-1000 is what nightmares are made of because he can do all this and morph and mold himself into these terrible things. Yes. We're going to run into this no matter what movie of this decade, watching it nowadays. But uh, specifically for Terminator 2, the opening scene... I know you had mentioned it used to be like super creepy and scary. Watching it this time, I was like, looks like they just took a bunch of Halloween decorations and threw them on the ground to make them look like the the skulls of like humans, you know, after the robots took over and all these things. And it kind of looked a little goofy to me.
1: Yeah, it shows the future and what it's going to become. And it just shows a bunch of skulls on the ground and all these machines being tanks and all these different terminators who are just wreaking havoc. Yes. And I can see where you're coming from. They are real. However, it does look kind of silly.
0: Yes, you could tell that they are plastic, you can tell that this is not looking more authentic. There's no grime to them. Like when you think of Pirates of the Caribbean, even just their logo, you see that texture to the skull Mm. versus in this scene, it shoots to all of them being on the ground and we see no texture. They're just very clean, plastic looking skulls. Like, and that's what it needed. It needed a little bit more detail to make me believe it.
1: (laughs) That is something to be a little negative about, but to piggyback off that. This can be a positive as well, is that a lot of this movie is real. It's practical effects. There's explosions. There's people jumping off of ramps. There's miniatures. It's just awesome that there's very little CGI effects. And most of the CGI effects are done because of the T-1000. He's metal that just turns from a liquid into a solid. It's just wonderful. So that is a positive that he used very little CGI.
0: That is a positive. For this time period, the effects and everything on this movie are great. Yeah. However, the science behind that T-1000 gets me. I'm like, how, like, all right, I understand the whole, you can melt metal and form back into your shape, but where are you getting fabrics from? Like when he comes back as even one of the security guards, he has his keys on his belt and stuff. Like, I don't, just the detail drives me crazy. Like how does metal make clothing?
1: I mean, light reflects off of things and you see different things, so I don't know. Like I, when you I, touch
0: him, is it just metal and it doesn't feel like cotton, like it's actually not clothing? Like that's that's my brain probably going way too far into it. Yeah, <laughs> this is also
1: a movie about... A robot about, that melts into metal. Yeah, about time <laughs> travel as well, so take it easy there.
0: But still, that's my personal negative, <laughs> how are you doing that?
1: <laughs> yeah. My last negative is that, you know, Arnold around this time is known for his one liners. It seems like every movie he was in, he always had some type of silly quip. And I'm not talking about his iconic lines like get to the chopper, or, put the cookie down, or it's not a tumor or anything like that. It's the things where he hangs a guy up and says stick around or in Batman and Robin when he's Mr. Freeze and he just says chill when he's freezing people. <laughs> Unfortunately, this movie has them as well. And John does teach him, uh, you know, a short list of things that would make him more human if he said them. But there's a couple that get me. So he hands off a gun to some guy and he says, hold this. And then takes off his mask so that he's affected by the gas that's around him. And that just seems like a silly quip to say. And then the last thing he says is, I need a vacation. As a Terminator, it's like, what's a vacation for a Terminator? Are you crazy? What are you saying this thing for? It sounds not like not so- terminating. It sounds like something that was in the script of like the Terminator looks like he needs a vacation That's like a description. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was just like, I'm going to say it instead. It doesn't make any sense as a Terminator.
0: No, that line is weird. It is weird. Like I understand all the things he said that John teaches him yeah. like the hasta la vista baby and yeah. all that stuff makes perfect sense. But yeah, I need a vacation. It's like, John John <laughs> has never once discussed vacation with you. Where did that come from? <laughs>
1: Not that it's going to affect my rating of this movie. If they took that out, I'm still going to be like, oh, man, I like it. But it's one of those things that I'm like, Arnold. Did yeah, you
0: really have to? Exactly. <laughs> But that is also part of the reasons that you love an Arnold Schwarzenegger theme, because you know you're going to get some weird pun line. It
1: is. If he said absolutely no quips in this movie, I still would have been angry. Like, they could have fit one more in, or they could have fit something in there. So, I get it. <laughs>
0: they can't win with you either way. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What other negatives come with parental guidance?
0: So, language? Definitely. It's an action movie with evil robots, psych wards, and car chases. There is prominent swearing throughout, so be warned with that. Violence, also the entire movie. There's a lot of fighting, gunfire, high-speed chases. The T-1000, though, is by far the worst part, with harming innocent people and making his like sword hands that we talked about. Yeah. Um, But outside of his scenes of terminating, I think the most graphic part is when the T-800 cuts off his own hand skin to show Dyson that he is not human. The girls were like, whoa. Even me, I was like, ooh. But they were like, what is happening right now?
1: (laughs) And I love that scene. It was like one of my favorite scenes when I was younger.
0: It is cool, but yeah, it's it's rough to watch at first. Until you realize, oh, it's it's fine. It's just a robot. He's not a real person. I even looked at the girls. I'm like, we don't do this as people. Like <laughs> this, this has very different repercussions if you're a human. <laughs> Sarah is also harshly mistreated by the guards in the institute. Some of that could be rough to watch. Girls, was there anything scary in Terminator Two? All the stuff with the bad guy absolutely amelia so our girls did not like the t-1000 hurting john's foster parents or the guard at the psych ward these scenes lingered way too long and it got to them no nightmares happened we explained that it was all fake and we even showed them behind the scenes footage of them making the movie after it was over and i think that helped soften the blow as well because they saw even the t-1000 the actor yeah he's laughing he's having a good time and you can tell that this is just their job nothing bad going on here they're normal people And then one other part that really got to Amelia is Sarah dreams about a nuclear attack where all the humans are evaporated. And that gets pretty graphic, especially with there being children involved at a playground.
1: Yeah, that scene scared me when I was little as well.
0: Some grown up stuff. There is some smoking and drinking displayed. We already mentioned this, but all the psych ward stuff is going to go over kids' heads with Sarah because we don't understand therapy and all that quite yet when we're young. Mm -hmm. There is mild nudity. But nothing is shown. The Terminators arrive in the past fully naked, and their first objective is to go and find some clothes.
1: You see some butts.
0: Yes, but it's like side butt. Yes. It's, taste, <laughs> it's tasteful butt.
1: <laughs> yes, it has a purpose. Yes.
0: And lastly, cry factor. I know Maddie cried. What part got gotcha? you?
1: Uh, The end, John Connor's acting is so good where he's like, I order you not to go. I order you not to go because the Terminator can't self-terminate. So he has to be lowered into this liquid steel. And like I said, this is a spoiler, but the movie's 30 years old. So get over it. And when he's ordering him not to go and he says, I know now why you cry because he's crying. It got me and it's getting me right now. It's just such a powerful scene and I love it.
0: He does a good job. It's comparable to Elliot with E.T. You know, these these child actors, when they get their tears going, they nail it. And it just goes to show that they're doing such a great job. Like, oh, there's some talent there. At the end of the day, it makes sense. If they had to destroy the T-1000, they have to destroy everything. So this future doesn't happen. Unfortunately, that includes the T-800 as well, because someone's going to find him and use him for evil.
1: That's right. And as for an age recommendation, like I said, I saw this movie when I was between three or four, and I loved it. However, I don't advise that at all, but to each their own. You know what your kids can handle better than we do. We're just here to suggest, and I'm going to suggest maybe nine or ten and up, unless you're stricter with your R-rated films. Then maybe high school age, maybe 14 or 15 and up.
0: I agree with that. I think you might get a better thumb rating out of them too, but you never know. Let's find out what our girls think. So Rotten Tomato
1: critics have this movie certified fresh at 91%, which is a thumbs up. Audiences hold it a little higher at 95%, still a thumbs up. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, do you give Terminator 2 Judgment Day a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Thumbs middle. A thumbs middle, okay. Amelia?
0: Thumbs middle.
1: A thumbs middle, sounds good mommy what do you give this movie
0: i'm going to give this movie a thumbs up because like most james cameron films i feel like they stand the test of time and it's got great rewatchability i've seen this movie i don't know how many times and i was still like "Ooh, ooh, yeah we're chasing <laughs> what's gonna happen next <laughs> i think i know what your rating is daddy but what do you give terminator to oh this is definitely a
1: thumbs up movie it's been a thumbs up movie since i was four so it's staying that way thumbs up for sure
0: no changes this rewatch
1: And if any of you would like to add Terminator 2 Judgment Day to your movie night list, it is currently streaming on Paramount Plus or available across platforms.
0: And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out.
1: Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night.
0: Hasta la vista, baby.